0: There's a reason I pause before I speak. Um, There's actually several reasons why I do that. Just to give you a little glimpse behind the Oz curtain. Um, The first reason is actually I was taught to do that uh, by a very, very fine speaker. Um, Was taught to take a breath and feel my own heartbeat. I'm like, really? Uh, Yeah, so I'm really in touch with where I'm at. Um, I also heard it from my voice teacher, (laughs) like, take a breath. Um, The other reason is I actually just like to look at you. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I it's it's always this moment of Wow, I get to share with this group of people who actually seems to care what I say And it's a moment of wonder for me. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's a little bit of where I want to go today with this message. Um, This message has come together rather um, spontaneously and a bit hodgepodgely. Um, It was headed one direction and then there was an announcement from the White House that sent chills down my spine, as it would anyone. Um, It's not the first time that's happened, but it feels particularly uh, tangible and palpable for our community. Um, As many of you know, we are engaged in uh, sanctuary work here in Cambridge. We have the wonderful Cambridge Interfaith Sanctuary Coalition. Uh, They're actually gonna be having a, a volunteer gathering afterward that I will tell you about a little bit more. And so, when you're faced with the reality, you're reminded really of the reality of what ice represents for certain communities, you, you really understand it as terrorism, as state-run terrorism. And so, for me, that sort of capped off a month of just ugh, this month, June. I will be so happy to see it in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Uh, personal loss, challenges, professional challenges, um, this business with ICE. You know, even talking to one of my neighbors in my uh, apartment building, wonderful, wonderful young woman, um, Asian descent, and she was verbally assaulted by someone with a racial assault, basically, calling her all kinds of names in the corridor of my swanky building." And, I, and we talked about this. We, I took some time, we just talked about it, because she was really shaken. She ended up calling the police, actually. Cambridge police. And for me, it was really ironic. This was on Friday. I had started my day at the police station, well not the police station, but meeting with the police in their uh, quarterly stakeholders meeting, and I've gotten to know them quite well. But it was shocking to hear my friend say that, yeah, the uh, police officer was dismissive of, of my complaint. Um, and then she recounted another situation. Now, I've got to say, I, a bunch of Cambridge police are literally my friends at this point. But when this friend of mine, this other friend in my apartment building, recounted this story of being uh, pulled over to a, 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 on a traffic stop, by Cambridge police and she <laughs> basically got in his face and said why are you stopping me and his response was if you don't like it go back to where you came from that was just a couple years ago I realized we we're in a very very delicate place that this still happens <laughs> This damage is still going on. I would love there to be a solution to it. Um, And as I mentioned in my prayer, it's happening in our denomination as well. Uh, A minister has published a book with an entire chapter that tries to disavow, decry, and talk down the work of one of our UU religious professionals of color. And I'm not going to give him airtime by mentioning his name, <laughs> um, but look for it. It's buzzing around all of the UU web—not uh, websites, but UU social media places right now, and it is creating a deep sickness at this particular GA. Um, I was on the ferry last night, and I. <laughs> It's a habit. I look around certain places sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm the only black guy in here. Which is funny, because I I was actually headed out to the Cape. I went to the Cape yesterday. Yes, I get some time off every now and then. (laughs) I headed out to the Cape to meet with uh, a whole lot of black gay men. As a gathering uh, that happened, uh, it was wonderful. We had a great time, but I was on the way there, and I was on the early morning ferry. I was the only black person on this ferry, and I noticed I also had the only empty seats next to me. I'm like, "What? what okay, maybe that's just coincidence," you know. But I realized how sensitive I am <laughs> to some of the subtleties of what goes on. You know, I'm hoping that we can get past these places where. It's an accomplishment to sit next to hi to sit next to me on a bus where it's an accomplishment to talk to me if you don't know me and it's no longer a badge of your anti-racist cred to acknowledge me on the street I'm hoping we can get to that place and I'm particularly hoping we can get to a place where we don't rip people out of their homes because we've decided that them coming here as refugees or in search of a better life makes them a criminal. I hope we can get past that. The slogan, Make America Great Again. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) Um, It's become poison. Uh, It is fraught with an association with rabid and racist nationalism that echoes authoritarianism. And at the same time, when I hear it, I'm reminded of a poem written by Langston Hughes in 1938. The poem is titled, Let America Be America Again, A New Song. Hughes was a very conflicted patriot, and he, he thought, and though he always was willing to claim his place as part of the American experiment, he never shied away from calling it out. He never shied away from criticizing its worst failings. And it seems oddly appropriate to share these words with you now, and so I would like to invite Julia Galagli, Susan Shepherd, and Will Williamson, almost called you Will Smith, to share in reading, Let America Be America Again, by Langston Hughes. (coughs) (laughs) Let America be America again. Let it be the dream it used to be. Let it be the pioneer on the plain seeking a home where he himself is free.
1: America never was America to me.
0: Let America be the dream the dreamers dreamed, let it be that great strong land of love, where never kings connive nor tyrants scheme, that any man be crushed by one above.
1: It never was America to me.
0: Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wealth, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe.
1: There's never been equality for me, nor freedom in this homeland of the free.
2: Say, who are you that mumbles in the dark, and who are you that draws your veil across the stars?
0: I am the poor white fooled and pushed apart. I am the negro bearing slavery's scars. I am the red man driven from the land. I am the immigrant clutching the hope I seek and finding only the same old stupid plan of dog eat dog, of mighty crush the weak. I am the young man full of strength and hope tangled in that ancient endless chain of profit, power, gain, of grab the land, of grab the gold, of grab the ways of satisfying need, of work the men, of take the pay, of owning everything for one's own greed.
2: I am the farmer, bondsman to the soil. I am the worker sold to the machine. I am the Negro servant to you all. I am the people, humble, hungry, mean, hungry yet today despite the dream, beaten yet today, oh pioneers, I am the man who never got ahead, the poorest worker bartered through the years.
1: Yet I'm the one who dreamt our basic dream in the old world while still a serf of kings, who dreamt a dream so strong, so brave, so true, that even yet its mighty daring sings in every brick and stone, in every furrow turned that's made America the land it has become. Oh, I'm the man who sailed those early seas in search of what I meant to be my home. For I'm the one who left dark Ireland's shore in Poland's plain and England's grassy lay. Torn from black Africa's strand I came to build a homeland of the free.
0: The free?
2: Who said the free? Not me, surely not me. The millions on relief today, the millions shot down when we strike, the millions who have nothing for our pay. For all the dreams we've dreamed and all the songs we've sung and all the hopes we've held and all the flags we've hung, the millions who have nothing for our pay except the dream that's almost dead today.
0: Oh, let America be America again, the land that never has been yet and yet must be, the land where every man is free, the land that's mine The poor man's, Indians, Negroes, me. Who made America? Whose sweat and blood, whose faith and pain, Whose hand at the foundry, whose plow in the rain, Must bring back our mighty dream again. Sure, call me any ugly name you choose, The steel of freedom does not stain, From those who live like leeches on the people's lives, We must take back our land again. America.
2: Oh yes, say it plain. America never was America to me, and yet I swear this oath America will be.
0: Out of the rack and ruin of our gangster death, the rape and rot of graft and stealth and lies, we the people must redeem. The land, the mines, the plants, the rivers, the mountains, and the endless plain, all, all the stretch of these great green states and make America again. So what can we do? can we do? A really important theme that runs throughout Langston Hughes work is that of aspiration, of dreams. I suppose one of the most important things that we could do is protect our capacity to dream. We cannot afford to miss the opportunities to be inspired. We can't afford to stop believing in the magic of the human spirit. And for some of us, it means we must believe in a higher power. You can call it God. You can call it spirit. You can call it community. Most of us in this room are not or would not be mistaken for targets for ICE. One thing that we can do, on a very tangible level, is we can volunteer when we're asked. We can put our influence and financial might behind the fight. Our bodies are not threatened with removal or harm, so we have options as to how we show up. But because we are connected through our shared humanity, we're connected to those who are vulnerable. We feel the pain. What can we bring? As we follow the lead of those who are most impacted, And because we are not under personal direct threat, we, (laughs) we have the gift of being able to bring unfailing hope, constant faith. And we can remember and remind everyone that there is something divine There's something universal within all of us that must be protected and honored. We can bring the promise of a tomorrow that dawns with no fear. We can bring dreams.